hello, and welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Thursday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss, and I'm coming at you with a solo episode, a second episode this week, and a solo episode. And it's so funny because, funny is the wrong word, but it's funny because this summer has been jam-packed. Like there have been so many weeks where I've episode, I've episode, I've released two episodes like almost every week. And I've had the best time sharing with you all, all of our sessions from Seek the Joy Summer. But I also realized I haven't taken a moment to like take a breath or like take a deep breath. When I recorded a solo episode back in June, I talked a lot in that one about reconnecting to joy this summer and pacing ourselves and taking things like one step at a time. And at that time, I had a lot of anxiety or trepidation about going back out into the world and resuming like quote unquote normal routines. And I was going to go back to my office and I was about to move. So many things are like happening at one time. So I went to back to the office only to go back home because of the Delta variant. And I moved, I moved into a new space and I'm pretty much all settled into this new space, except this podcast corner I was creating is not quite done yet because I can't figure out what I want to put on the walls. <laughs> like, I'm curious when you move, like when you have moved either apartments or homes or whatever, I feel like wall art is like the last thing to happen. And for me, especially like in this corner where I'm currently recording this podcast, I cannot figure out what I want to put behind me. So I've recorded so far one episode in this new corner, in this new space. It will air in September. Well, all the episodes that will air in September will be pretty much from this new space. And there's like nothing behind me. It's a white wall. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet, but I'll figure it out. But moving has been interesting. Like moving into a new space, creating new routines, jumping back into old routines and ways of thinking. It's it's really illuminated so, so much for me. And I, okay, I don't know where I'm going with this. I've been thinking about so much lately, especially with the passing of my grandma, which I shared with you a little bit in the intro for Tuesday's episode. And between the passing of my grandma We're coming up at the one-year anniversary of my grandpa's passing, moving into a new space. So much at my job has shifted in such a really awesome, exciting way. I've been really thinking about like how often do I actually allow myself a moment to take a deep breath or just a breath, like just take one breath. And the more I was thinking about that, the more I kept thinking about how often do we allow ourselves to be present in the moment. So hear me out. I know it sounds abstract and like a lot, but like, hear me out for a second. I am somebody when very stressed, when there's a lot going on, I seem to add more to my plate. Like, oh, we already have a jam-packed schedule. No, no worries. I can take on that one more thing, or I can make that one more commitment, or I can spread myself even thinner And it's not that I'm avoiding my feelings. It's not that I'm avoiding the moment, but I find that I process so much of my emotions and experiences through movement, through moving my mind, through moving my body, because when I sit still is when I'm the most uncomfortable. And so maybe it's actually in those moments of sitting still when I'm feeling that level of discomfort that I'm actually supposed to be paying the most attention 
and where I'm actually supposed to be really allowing myself to experience and express what it is that I'm feeling in those moments of discomfort. But I'm finding that when we allow ourselves to actually be present with ourselves in those moments, in those moments of like solitude or quiet or when it's just damn uncomfortable, when you're doing that, you actually allow yourself to meet yourself in a way that you haven't done before. And so with my grandma's passing almost almost three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I've had a lot of moments where I've had to sit with myself in very uncomfortable ways. When someone passes, and I'm sure anybody, you've all had moments of grief and loss in your life, but when somebody in your life who's important to you passes, you kind of do an inventory of all of your interactions, all of your conversations, all the highs, all the lows, all the in-betweens. And it's sort of, you're no longer present in the moment of what you're experiencing because you're thinking about the past. You're thinking about coulda, woulda, shoulda, all the things. And so I keep having to bring myself back to this present moment where it's actually the most uncomfortable And so I find that in the last two and a half weeks, I've been meeting a new version of myself. I've been meeting myself in a new way. And in doing so, I found that there's a lot of appreciation for me. And this sounds weird, but like, hear me out for a moment. The more I've allowed myself to sit with my uncomfortable feelings, sit with my sadness, sit with my grief, I've been finding there's more gratitude, there's less self-judgment, there's more appreciation Because the more I think about the coulda, woulda, shoulda, or, you know, the loss of the memories, but the memories remain, the more I sit in that space, the more I judge myself. And so I found that I've been seeing myself in a new way and in a way that I haven't in a really, really long time. And the last two and a half weeks, let alone the last year, let alone the last year and a half, I've just been reminded like time and time again that if we can see ourselves first, If we can, and Vasavi Kumar talked about this last week on the podcast, and we'll talk about this in a couple episodes in September. If we allow ourselves to see ourselves first and recognize, okay, we're not perfect. Okay, things can change. Things have changed. Things will improve. I'm learning. I'm growing. It kind of takes the edge off. Like this acknowledgement of self of where you are and how far you've come and knowing too where it is that you want to go, it kind of takes the edge off. And Kat and I talk about this in in Tuesday's episode too, like part of processing our grief means that we have to exist in this present moment. Like we have to exist in the now. And so every time I find myself moving back to the past and thinking about things and how I wish things were different or could have done this or should have done that, I just find like I'm not processing my feelings in the moment. I'm kind of like escaping to a version that I just know I, I can't control. And so I've been asking myself to stay in the present as much as possible, to stay in this like open-hearted space to allow myself to receive the memories of my grandma, to receive, um, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to cry, to receive the memories and the love and the connection and all the beautiful, positive, good experiences and the things that we did together and What I'm finding more and more, and I definitely have learned this over the last year with the loss of my grandpa and then reminded a bit more recently with the passing of my grandma, what comes from grief, what comes from loss is an opportunity to remember that you are loved, to 
remember that you have shown love, that you have opened up your heart to receive and to give that love, and that you can continue to bring in that love in other areas of your life. And so I love what Kat says in Tuesday's episode about how like every time we experience loss and grief, you can also experience awareness. And so I've really discovered new aspects, new parts of myself through the two big losses I've had in the last nine months, last 10 months. And in a lot of ways, I'm really, really grateful for it because it has shown me And I know this is going to sound corny, but I'm just giving you the real right now. It has shown me just how capable I am of loving others, but also of loving myself. And so in this moment of grief and loss for me, and I'm so curious about where you are with all of this too, I have found that if I can continue to allow myself to experience these emotions in this present moment, to see myself in this way, it's just opening me up to so much more. And grief is tough. Like it's so interesting back in June when I recorded both with Kat and then also Krista Couture, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, I like never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be going through another grief journey but maybe there was an aspect of my intuition that, or my higher self that knew because the fact that my episode with Krista came out literally three days after my grandma passed is wild to me. And so when I was listening to that episode, when it came out, I thought, wow, like what a gift to be able to hear this perspective in a moment, in this moment. And then same thing with my episode, the episode that just came out on Tuesday with Kat, like, Life works in really weird ways, guys, like really, really weird ways. So I'm really grateful to Krista. I'm really grateful to Kat for these beautiful conversations on grief and loss. After my grandpa passed away last October, I was not ready to talk about these topics at all. Um, So I also find it kind of interesting that I'm feeling a greater sense of comfort in talking about this so soon after my grandma's passing. It's so interesting, you know, We've had so much shared grief over the last year and a half. And whether you lost somebody due to COVID, you lost someone in your life in general, your life turned upside down because of the pandemic. I mean, there's a lot of grief and a lot of loss. And I've been thinking a lot too about two things. One, just how important it is to sit with your grief and sit with your emotions. And so for me, that has meant like acknowledging the pain, acknowledging the experience, not running away from it, acknowledging the trauma that has come along with both losses and recognizing too that we all handle grief differently. I mean, there's so many things here. Something that's been really important for me, and I hope this is helpful for you, whether it's now or in the future, Let your grief be expressed in the way that feels authentic to you. Everyone in your life is going to express and share their grief differently. But if there's one thing I can tell you, it's allow yourself to express your grief in a way that feels good and authentic to you. And you don't have to share it right away. You can if you want to, but you certainly don't have to. Something else that I really learned, and I didn't think I was going to go here, but we're just going to go here, is that... We spend a lot of time, I think, as humans, beating ourselves up over things that we could have done differently, the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And something I'm learning is like, it doesn't change anything. 
And so I've been really like trying to train my brain to focus on the really good and the positive and the things that make me laugh and smile when thinking about my grandma or thinking about my grandpa. And I think too, I've been trying to find ways to honor my grandparents who have passed. I'm so lucky. I have one grandma who's left. She's 91. She is like my best friend and I'm so grateful she's still here. But with my grandma and my grandpa who have passed, I keep trying to think about ways to honor them and honor their spirit, honor the love that we had for each other, the love that they had for their family. Um, And that has been so healing for me to think about how I can honor them and different things that I can do. And so something I'm going to do to honor my grandma in today's episode is share a small little clip um, of something she said that has meant the world to me. It's something that she said in my uh, three-year anniversary little Zoom party I did for the podcast last year. So I'll play that at the very, very end. Um, but for me, thinking about honor, thinking about ways to honor them has been so, so healing for me. So I would love to hear from you. Like, how have you honored those in your life who you have lost? How have you honored the love and the connection in their spirit? And so one of the ways I want to honor my grandma in addition to sharing this clip at the end of this episode is I want to tell you a little bit about her. So her name was Pearl Kaufman and she was an incredibly talented and prolific pianist. She was Igor Stravinsky's pianist and she had an illustrious recording career in Hollywood as a pianist in high demand by so many classic film composers. She played in over 260 film scores, including those by Maurice Jarre, Hank Mancini, John Williams, Franz Waxman, Elmer Bernstein, Bernard Herrmann, and many more. And these titles include Dr. Zhivago, The Great Race, Summer of 42, Animal House, and Five Easy Pieces. And in Five Easy Pieces, she not only served as musical director in that film, and I believe she did in Dr. Zhivago as well, but in Five Easy, Easy Pieces, she not only played all the piano, she was the musical director, but she's also notorious for her role as musical trainer to actor Jack Nicholson. And my grandma had this beautiful career in the studios, and then she went on to tour the world, not the country, the world with one of her best friends, Anna Maria Albergetti, who's an incredible singer actor and one of my grandma's best friends for god like decades and they toured the world together and then when Anna retired my grandma went on to just create this beautiful and incredible show and performance and career she toured the world on cruise ships like from Holland America line to celebrity cruises and um, I have these really really fun memories of being like nine, 10, maybe even 11 years old, um, going on cruises with her to like Mexico or Alaska. And I would sit in this ballroom on this cruise ship and watch her perform. My favorite part of her performance was when she would talk about Dr. Zhivago and, uh, Lara's theme and how that's how my mom got her name. And, uh, it's just, just such a good story. And I just, I remember sitting there and I just could not believe That was my grandma on stage performing with this beautiful sparkly jacket. And she just looked so, I just remember thinking, God, she just looks so fancy. Like in nine nine and 10 years old, this is like something you're thinking. And so when the last song would play 
I would run out of the ballroom, go upstairs and meet this woman who was at a table selling my grandma's CDs and tapes. And yes, I'm aging myself because this is a time where we had like cassette players still. And I would just encourage everyone to buy a CD and a tape and everyone loved my grandma. Everyone who met her, I mean, the outpouring of love and support for her has been nothing short of breathtaking and incredible, but no one loved her more than her family and she loved no one more than her family. She would be upset with me if I didn't also mention to you that she got both her bachelor's and master's from USC, fight on, one of the many reasons I'm really, really proud to have attended the University of Southern California. She graduated um, magna cum laude for her bachelor's and then summa cum laude Phi Beta Kappa uh, for her master's in like the 50s where very few women attended college and also very few women received that kind of um, education. So we're really, really, really proud of her. And she was so proud to be a Trojan. She was so proud that two of her five grandkids went to USC. Um, You know, beyond her professional accomplishments and career Um, and just unbelievable talent. I think it's really her love for her family. That's going to be her lasting legacy and what I'm going to miss the most. She was this podcast's biggest fan. She listened to every single episode. Uh, She read Joy Corner. She loved stories of inspiring joy. I remember when I was picking the intro music and I sent her a bunch of samples and she and I both landed on the one that you heard at the beginning of this episode. Um, it was like a beat and we liked it and it just felt happy and joyful. And so, wow. Okay. I literally like completely forgot all about that until this very moment. I literally just unlocked a memory. That's pretty cool. Yeah. My grandma Pearl has been part of this podcast since the very, very, very beginning. And thank you for letting me tell you a little bit about her. The outpouring of love and support for for her has just been nothing short of like absolutely incredible. And if you're curious to hear her talent and her music, you can type um, Pearl Kaufman into Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, but I'll also link it in the show notes. So wanted to tell you a little bit about my grandma because she's pretty, she was pretty incredible. Grief has a, it has a funny way of transforming us, but we can also transform our grief into something really powerful and something really meaningful. And I don't think you need to rush the transformation. The transformation happens when it's supposed to, but I have found that in the almost one year since my grandpa's passing and he passed in October, 2020, my grief has transformed into really interesting perspectives and emotions and desires and wants. And so it's just been, it's been really, really fascinating. So I think keep that in mind too, that we can transform our grief, not right away, but over time, because from grief, I think grief is like the opposite side. There are two sides of the coin when it comes to love. On the one hand is like, these really beautiful, positive, overwhelming emotions, love, um, compassion, honesty, empathy. And the other side of that coin is grief and loss because grief and loss means that you loved, that you opened up your heart to that love. Oh, I don't know. I don't want this to be depressing or sad, but I do, I really did just want to give a life update and kind of share my perspective on grief and loss, especially with two really beautiful, powerful episodes that came out this month, all about it. There's one last thing I want to share with you, and it's been a really interesting perspective 
that I've really held on to. You know, our loved ones, whether it's a family member, a friend, a pet, if they're no longer here in their physical form, I just keep remembering that their memories, the way that they loved, their kindness, their generosity, the way that they laughed, the way that they lit up a room, the joy that they brought us, that all stays with us. That all remains with us. It's those memories, the lessons, and the example that they set for others, for you. They're, they're only really gone. The ones that we love are only really gone. And this idea I got from the book, The Beauty of, the Beauty of What Remains by Rabbi Steve Leader, which, oh my God, I talk about all the time. But there's something that he says in that book about how really just our loved ones are only truly gone if we don't live as they did in their finest moments. And so I want to read you a quote from this book because, damn, it's so good. He says, God bless them for the memories they left for us that make carrying them with joy possible. The wisdom and love they bequeathed us, the joy and comfort they brought to us as they carried us through life so that now we might carry them forever in our hearts without bitterness, without crushing sadness. When someone has loved us well and long, We need not buckle beneath the weight of sorrow. Instead, we can carry them with us with gratitude, with completeness, and joy. This is on page 119 of The Beauty of What Remains. He goes on a couple pages later. I gotta read this to you. It's so good. He says, Was she kind? Then let us be kinder. Was he strong? Let us be stronger. Was she generous? Let us give more. Was he forgiving? Then let us forgive. Was she courageous? Let us find courage and not be afraid. Did he love laughter? Then let's lighten up. Did she reach out to help? Do we? Now this part is amazing. If death gives meaning and purpose to life, which of course it does, then the expression of that meaning is crystallized in a simple yet profound idea. We should live as good ancestors. I feel like I should just end the episode here because it is just what Rabbi Steve Leader says in that book is just so beautiful and profound. So I hope that you'll pick it up and check it out. So yes, of course, when someone passes, there's a physical emptiness, a missing piece, but there's a huge lesson that I've taken both from their passings, my grandparents' passings, as well as reading The Beauty of What Remains is that we can take the love and the generosity and the kindness and all the beauty of our family, our pets, our loved ones who have passed and live as though they did and carry them with us. And you better believe there are moments in the day where I think, what would Milton have done? Or how would he have treated this person? Or I think about my grandma Pearl and, and I think about, well, would she have been afraid? Would she have just walked into that room with like, an immense amount of courage and independence. And so you better believe I'm going to just continue to put one foot in front of the other and just continue life and creating and connecting, but also keeping, I think, very much in my mind and in my memory, not only our memories and our love, but also how, how they would have lived and how they would have loved and how they would have laughed and And all the things in between. I think I shared this with you all already, but something I learned after my grandpa passed away last year is that 
We're real. I just really have this understanding that we are here to see the goodness and the kindness in others. And nobody is perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. You, me, all of us included. But if we can move past that and really see people for who they are, to see people for the light and the joy and the goodness and the love that I think we all carry within us, but also we're all seeking, oh, the world would just be such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. So I'm going to end this episode with just saying thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into sort of my thoughts and perspectives on grief and sort of this life update. And it for me, it just all comes back to allowing myself to remain as much as possible in the present moment. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This has been really hard. Losing my grandpa last year was devastating. And then losing my grandma two and a half weeks ago, um, it has been really, really hard, really, really challenging. Um, but that is life. I was on the phone with a coworker and I said, life, I mean, it's beautiful, but damn, there are some really hard moments. There's something my grandpa used to always say. He used to always say, life is beautiful, sweetheart. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for letting me share and open up so vulnerably, which is not always easy for me, let alone anyone to do. So I want to end this episode by sharing with you first a clip um, of something my grandma said during our three-year podcast um, anniversary Zoom I did last October, and then two two voicemails she left me about the podcast. So as always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And please share with me your thoughts and your reflections on grief. I think it's something that we have to continue to talk about. So thank you for being here. And uh, Grandma Pearlie, I love you. I'll let you close this out. Well, that's why, Sydney, that's why I love the shows where you are really talking. Because you, you just say what's on your mind at the moment and it comes out really wonderfully. I'm so proud of you. Sydney, I just have to tell you, I just finished the podcast. That was one of the the most exciting, rewarding uh, podcasts I've ever heard. And I I learned so much, and I look at life, uh, what I'm eating differently, and oh my God, I just loved listening. I'm going to listen to it again. Sydney, you absolutely blew me away. I I have to talk to you. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.